Welcome to the Wellness Members Club. What is the Wellness Members Club? This is your safe space to get real with yourself. Where you get vulnerable and you feel validated. And an aesthetically pleasing place to talk about the ugly truth of life. Welcome Welcome to the club, club, sis. Hello, hello guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Wellness Members Club. Today's a really fun one for you. And welcome to Wellness Wednesday as we release this episode about surrendering to change because it is time to surrender. So this episode will start off with what is well and what is unwell about this week. So Abby, what is well? What is well is that we've made so much progress with our podcast and got to the root of the community we're trying to build. We're already working on our first event, which has been so exciting. And what was unwell is I just have so many things that I left in the past undealt with. So they're all coming up. So my word of advice for right now is do not leave shit brushed under the rug because eventually it comes up. But for you, what was well and unwell about your week? What was well, I would say, is I'm getting a lot done with work and I'm definitely moving forward in a lot of areas of my life, which is exciting. And what is unwell, very relevant to this episode, <laughs> is I am actively having to surrender. I have stuff going on in my home environment, and I really need to surrender right now. And it wasn't the easiest. Like, I was even talking to Abby two days ago. I was like, I'm about to have a mental breakdown. But I definitely am getting out of it, feeling better, and surrendering. So now we can get into what it means to surrender and taking on whatever happens, no matter if it's good or bad. So you might love what's happening or you might hate it, but you can't change it. And you have to let go of all attachments and outcomes that you're holding on to. And surrendering looks like something as big as your boyfriend or girlfriend just broke up with you. You're moving states or you just lost your job to something as simple as having a little bit of a rough day and your sink broke and you are Mm -hmm. just like oh my god everything is going wrong and you you really have to surrender to that and just accept what reality is showing you right now absolutely and another way to look at surrendering is you're just letting go or releasing so instead of feeling like you're beneath something and i say beneath something because a lot of times surrendering is known in battle or war when you lose to someone But when you're surrendering, you're not losing, especially when it's you versus you. So instead of having that perspective, it's time to have a perspective that you're not beneath something, but you're just letting go of something and you're flowing into the future of yourself. So it's just a release. It's not a loss. Yeah, it's letting go and not resisting against something that you have no power over. And I have a quick little story. So this girl was in the ocean and got taken under by a wave and either way she was gonna get sucked under and she was resisting it and then she got machine washed in there so she came out of the wave super exhausted and almost didn't even come out the other side right so if she didn't resist she could have just went with the wave that she had no power over controlling anyways and come out not necessarily refreshed but she's okay and she's fine so Whether you're going to resist against the change or just surrender to it, you're going to come out. You can either have change and fight it and get Mike Tyson by life, or you can have change and flow with it. So either way, change is coming. It's just, do you want to be graceful about it or do you want to be beating the shit out of reality? You know, so it's, 
it's kind of like pick your path. But one of the things that I like to imagine as when I'm resisting change is imagine there's a rubber band attached to your past and a rubber band attached to your future and they're both pulling on you, but you're resisting because you're scared of what the future holds, but you're holding on to the past because it's comfortable and it's certain and you know what it means. But the second that you release that rubber band from the past, your future can launch you into the direction of the person you're supposed to become. So instead of resisting, just surrender because you will finally become who you're supposed to be. When you're in resisting, you're also resisting blessings. You're resisting opportunities. You're resisting great people coming into your life. So just know that surrendering is the empowering choice. And honestly, think about any time in your life where you were really gripping onto either a person or an outcome or a job that wasn't necessarily good for you. And then change actually just happens and it forced you to change it. And then look at where you are now. Did it not get better? Oh, it's so much better. And I'd actually love to share a story that can shed light on what that looked like. And it was when I had a surrender, one of my biggest moments aside from a few other ones was in work, what I was doing for work wasn't serving me. And I'm going to bring up this example because a lot of you are probably not happy in what you're doing for work right now. If you found our podcast and you're looking for change, I'm a creative director. I own a creative agency that's work with beauty brands that you know at Sephora or at Revolve. I was working with celebrity clients, which sounded great to my ego and externally it sounded amazing, but to me it was miserable. I wanted to be in wellness and I kept taking on projects and taking on projects and months and months were going by and my depression was at an all-time high because I was resisting leaving something I knew was no longer serving me. But the second, I shit you not, the second I let it go and I dropped all my clients and I decided to step into wellness and start going on this route, my life started to blossom so much and so many doors started to open, but it took me accepting that change was due and that that wasn't serving me anymore and just releasing my control because my control wasn't working. It was making me miserable. And I felt like that girl being crashed under those waves, gasping for air, unable to get out because I was fighting it so much. But one of the things I will tell you that really helped me was being vulnerable and being open to the future and what it could hold. And that's really a great example because personally, when I think about my past surrendering to change, it was a lot of letting go of actual people, but I mean, letting go of a job, one, does it not only leave you super vulnerable, but two, you are really entering into the unknown. So the fear that you must have had by saying, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just going to start something like that takes a lot of courage, a lot of vulnerability. And that is not easy, especially because we literally live off of income. Yeah, I think it was definitely harder than leaving a boyfriend was leaving a job uh, because livelihood and I like the certain things I want to have in life. And it was just knowing that I'd rather give up a large paycheck than pay for it with my emotional distraught. So Mm -hmm. it was definitely worth it. But let's get into vulnerability a bit. I firmly believe that when it comes to surrendering to change is that you need to be vulnerable. Vulnerability is a strength, but I'd love it if you could define it for our listeners. Vulnerability is really just the act of showing yourself and allowing yourself and your emotions and weaknesses to be seen. Too often people see vulnerability as a weakness when it's absolutely not. I mentioned a bit ago that it's a strength. And I see that because I think it is amazing that someone can so to speak, walk into war with no armor. And that's the way that I look at vulnerability is that you're walking 
into situations with no protection shield, no defense mechanisms, and you're completely being okay with whatever happens because you trust yourself to handle it. I feel like a lot of people see it as a weakness. You almost feel weak because it's a very possible chance for you to get hurt. It's like your ego protecting yourself. Fear of vulnerability comes from relationships, whether it was your parents, romantic relationships that were abusive, or criticism from family because you have a fear of being rejected or being judged. And I also think it's a bit of misuse of the word, to be fair, with vulnerability, because a lot of times when you see someone, they're emotional, you're like, oh, they're just so vulnerable. No, they're just showing emotion and people confuse vulnerability for an emotional, can't handle themselves kind of being. And we definitely don't have that perspective. We definitely believe that vulnerability is your strongest power. And we really encourage surrounding yourself with people who are, because that means that those people have emotional regulations. They know that their beliefs are. Step number one, it's needed because for joy, happiness, connection. Otherwise, if you're not, like you're going to be in this in-between where you actually can't really be intimate with anyone. So like, yes, you have to peel back the layers and look within yourself, be vulnerable with yourself. But then step number two is opening up to other people. And that comes along with trusting yourself and being vulnerable with yourself first and being okay with the person that you see in the mirror and really accepting all parts of yourself. Another word that strongly comes to mind when we're discussing this is courage. And courage is doing something regardless of if you have fear. So courage is jumping into uncertainty with no armor. Having courage is extremely important when going through change and surrendering to it. Definitely. Do you want to give us an example of a time where you had to be super courageous because you were entering the unknown or something you were just fearful of? I constantly use the example of relationships, but to be honest, jumping into the uncertainty of leaving the ones that I was in was really scary because I was so emotionally reliant and needed so much external validation and so much reassurance in my past relationships that leaving them, although I know that they weren't serving me, was so scary because I couldn't fathom being alone. It was so scary to me to be like, oh my God, you're going to have to make decisions for yourself. You're going to have to have an identity. Did not be able to call somebody when you're feeling emotional. You're just going to be solo again. So one of the prominent times for me was having to leave a relationship that I had no idea what that looked like on the other side. Leaving relationships is really scary, but at the same time, it's necessary when you know it's no longer serving you. And I really mm -hmm. think that brings us into the role of authenticity and knowing who you are by definition, authenticity is showing up as your unique self and remaining original, not being a dupe of somebody else. To truly show up authentically in the world, at your job, with your friends, you need to be vulnerable with the parts of you that are shameful or that you don't necessarily like about yourself. And one of the things you mentioned in our last episode was about being in the room with yourself, felt like being in the room with a stranger. And I think as you're stepping into authenticity, it's to know that when you're being vulnerable, it means that you're going to have to be comfortable with getting uncomfortable, getting to know yourself, and that you're going to feel like an immense stranger when you're facing your shit. Um, and in due time, as you work through this and work through the shame that comes with that, you will get your power back. Similar to the story that I talked about in the last episode, to retouch on that, it did feel like I was sitting with a stranger in the room when I would spend alone time. But before I spent that time really sitting with myself, I was 
so far from my authentic self. Not only did I not know who I was because I just lost myself in romantic relationships or I was just people pleasing, but it really took me to sit down with myself. What do I like? What do I not like? Just learn about myself. Vulnerability and shadow work has completely changed my life. And for those of you who don't know what shadow work is, is the parts of you that are shameful or you're guilty of bring all that to light. What are some action steps that you did in shadow work that helped you connect with your authentic self? When I was first getting started, I Googled shadow proms and that's how I started because I heard of shadow work and I kind of knew what it was, but I also saw things online where it's like, don't do shadow work until you're ready. So I was like, what am I getting into here? I could see why, because it's super powerful. To give you a story, in high school, I never really felt good enough or attractive enough all around an insecure person. I did a prompt on what would I tell my teen self? It was something like that. And it really put me back into that version of myself that I was in high school and all these things started to come up. It was triggered by doing a prompt and that whole day I felt off and I didn't feel like myself. Mm -hmm. It was because I I felt insecure. And when Nicole says the word triggered, if that's new to you, triggered is when a situation is brought up and it arises this deep emotion in you that you were avoiding. And generally triggers are negative because it reminds you of a past you or a past thing that makes you feel anxious, fearful, hurts, or back in the moment of when it happened. So I can completely relate to that. And I think shadow work is going to be a big topic for us on a future episode, because today, what you just mentioned really resonated with me is that a lot of things that are coming up, like I said, and what was unwell earlier in the episode is that I left a lot of things unresolved. So I feel like the version of me who was dealing with that a year ago. And I'm feeling all those emotions that I was once feeling in those moments when I put them under the rug to not deal with. And now it's coming up and I'm cringing at remembering that I was handling life like that. And that's how I approached things. So shatter work will get really uncomfortable and bring up old emotions and trigger the shit out of you. But it is a really good way to remove the shame of who you once were and really accept all the parts of you. So you can start living a more authentic life. But I'd love to go into practice around self-compassion and self-acceptance. How do you have grace with yourself while surrendering to change? Self-compassion is simply the process of turning compassion inward. And I really struggled with that for years. I was starting at absolute rock bottom of self-compassion. But what really helped me is prioritizing feelings and emotions because self-abandoning is you make decisions or do things either accommodating to someone else's wants and needs or rejecting how you actually feel. So speaking up for yourself is super important when you want to show yourself compassion. Speak up when someone upsets you, set that boundary. One of the things to remind yourself, which can be seen as an exercise or it can be seen as just a perspective, but it's honoring the negative parts of yourself and having grace with them and stop trying to push them out. Anxiety has to exist for you to have excitement. There has to be the black and white, the yin and yang of life. So instead of always shaming yourself for having those parts, just know that they have to be there for you to enjoy life's beauties. So that's a really good thing to remember when dealing with self-compassion means having grace with yourself when your days don't look perfect. That example actually really leads into 
what is shame and how it manifests in the body as well. You, you can't have anxiety without excitement. Having shame for parts of yourself manifests as anxiety and depression and you pushing it down. There's a lot of symptoms of shame, like feeling sensitive or being worried about what others think of you, feeling unappreciated, used, feeling rejected, regretful, or afraid to be yourself. At least for me, last year, I always felt crippling anxiety because I was pushing down parts of myself that I didn't like and also had people externally validating those parts of myself that I didn't like. It really is honoring all of the parts of you. And instead of being embarrassed about them, and you have to start looking at your past versions as building blocks to a better future for you because you needed to have those experiences to become who you are. One of the core things when surrendering to change is to know your bandwidth, what you can handle, which also means knowing your boundaries. And I think we should tap a little bit more into that because when I surrender to change, it means I need to admit that boundaries didn't exist. It's time to start building them. It's time to start outlining what that looks like. But that first comes from defining what your values are. And I would love to speak on values and morals and talk about how that supports change. Yeah, so to give you guys an example, it actually really helps to sit down with yourself, write them down on a piece of paper, and the exercise that I did was I wrote down 30 values, and then I did a top 10, so I looked at that list and did a top 10 values, and then I did a top 5, because it's way easier to live your life with 5 core values, and from there, showing up every single day, just trying to be those 5. It will make life so much easier, even starting with one. If you're just getting started with this journey of change, if I had to pick one, when I first started this journey of healing and realizing that my past was not serving me any longer, it was reliable. I wanted to be reliable. I wanted to be a person that I could lean on for myself. And I say reliable because I was so flaky with plans, so flaky with agreements, so flaky with time. Still working on that. That really needs attention. But I had all these external things that were making me flaky, which also brought a lot of shame. And then internally, I wanted to be reliable. When I told myself I was going to get up early, I was going to read a book or going to meditate, I actually wanted to start doing that. So if you're experiencing change right now and you're not knowing where to start, start with one core value of who you really want to be and what you really want to align with and just run with that. I feel like I lived my life too selfless and mm -hmm. I always was worrying about other people's happiness. So one of my core values was showing up for myself and almost being selfish. And I think selfish yeah. is not really the right word to use, but prioritizing myself was one yeah. of my core values. Making yourself a priority. And that's a really great one. So once you've surrendered to change and you've gone through the ins and outs of that, you faced trying to become authentic, you have faced some shame, you've gone through letting go and releasing, you've started outlining your values. Now it's time to make yourself a priority. And on this journey to surrendering to change, just know that you're going to have to embrace fear because it's a big part. Like we said in the earlier part of this episode, you need to have courage um, and courage means doing things regardless of the fear that you have. And one of the things that I really want to bring up to manage your anxiety when jumping into to change, that uncertainty is what you're jumping into. And one of the things I really like to do, which is a mindfulness practice, which I learned from two of my friends, they're therapists and run their own practice, which is super cool, but they make you tap into all your senses. So if you guys want to walk through it with me, what that looks like is you sit in a room and you decide sight, right? So we're going to work on our sight first, one of our senses. 
you decide to look at five things in the room. Pick your five. Now you've done your sight. Now it's time to hear. Try to listen to five things that you hear in the room. Then you go and you pick five things you can touch. You go and touch five different things. As I'm doing this, it's actually really calming. <laughs> and then you go and pick five things that you could smell. So you can pick the number and vary through it, but try to tap into all your senses. If you want to pick five things and go through every sense, what that does is it makes you present because when you tap into all of your senses, your body is instantly in the exact and present moment. So it helps you calm down the fear and anxiety of uncertainty. So when you guys are going through this change, a little mindfulness practice is exactly that. But again, guys, it is time for our journal prompt because our journal prompt queen is here and ready to lead you on this way of surrendering to change. I like that exercise a lot, Abby. I'm going to start doing that. I didn't feel kind of good. <laughs> I was like, whoa, it's working as I say it. All right. So our journal prompt today is four parts, but they're pretty simple questions. So number one, what does letting go mean to me? Number two, what does it make me think? Number three, what does it make me feel? And then number four, what am I letting go of currently? I really like that one. So for you guys, it's time to get your pen and paper out and go through that journal prompt of letting go and surrendering because it is time for that on this journey. And next week, we're going to go a little bit further into this subject, which will be about accepting your past and defining your future. Because once you surrendered, now it's time to do the work and outline who you want to be because there's definitely a difference in who you are and who you're going to be. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for listening to our rants. My apologies. This is a disclaimer that I was an absolute shit show today. So thank you for bearing with us as we got through our stuff. So we're so excited to see you next week to talk about the past and defining your future. See you guys next week. Bye guys. Okay. That's done.